You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Looking for a swell time watching the finest rambunctious cartoons based on the newfangled video game and devices? Then pull out your portable radio devices and pull out your fanciest finger guns and get ready to watch Cuphead the Show. Yeah, that was amazing. I loved, I loved that. That was so amazing, Justin. you ass motherfucker. <laughs> if I could do that, I would just do it all day. Yeah, this show is so nostalgic. I mean, I just I just slipped into that while I was watching. It's like, all right now, boys and girls, Cuphead's about to go on a, ra- a rival adventure. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Now do Lemmy Winks. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for somebody to eat some spinach. <laughs> this show is very, uh, very, very amazing. Like in, in its animation. Like it's so reminiscent of stuff like what Doggett just said about spinach. But yeah. let's get let's not get too far ahead. Yeah, no, let's talk about Cuphead the Cuphead show. This is from Studio MDHR, which they made the game and they created a studio to develop this. But the main creative force behind this, along with Netflix and their studios, is Dave Wasson, which I mentioned about these guys. This dude actually has some nostalgic pedigree for me because he created Time Squad back on Cartoon Network years ago, which was really underrated Cartoon Network show. It was amazing. It was one of my favorite shows growing up. Yeah, and then he also worked on Star vs. the Forces of Evil on Disney, and he did the Mickey Mouse shorts, or a bunch of them at least. Wait, he worked for Disney? Yeah, which explains a lot about some of the stylings here. Oh, now you, you know the head of Disney watched Cuphead was like, I want him dead! I want his family dead! <laughs> <laughs> you don't leave the mouse! <laughs> My god, Justin. You have so many voice talents I never thought of, and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> Amateur voice acting, that's my thing. Uh, but yeah, but no, essentially, uh, he's now moved on to Netflix, and he got a you know, random assortment of people to work for him on this show, because like, one of the writers is the son of the guy who wrote Rain Man, which, you know, he's done some other cartoons too, but that's just a weird connection. <laughs> one guy is the art director for the old Rocco, well, the newest Rocco Modern Life short they did, the one on Netflix. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then other people have worked on stuff, just random different things on Netflix, and they decided to make the Cuphead show, which in a way is a faithful and yet also entirely unfaithful adaptation of Cuphead. Yes, <laughs> very much so. That's it's really interesting, and this is the part where I would probably say where I would summarize the plot. Except there's not a whole lot of plot in this. It's mostly just episodic adventures with Cuphead and Bugman doing stuff. But they're they're basically rambunctious kids getting into trouble. Hijinks, you might say. Yeah, wacky hijinks going on. Shenanigans. <laughs> it's like a little rascally type almost thing with how often they get into these like small bits of trouble that are caused purely by themselves for the most part, except for like one yep. or two. Like the, there's like one main plot point, which is super early on, so I'm, I feel it's fine to say, which is that yeah. um, Cuphead owes the devil his soul. And it comes up every now and then, but like out of the ten episodes, it probably comes up maybe three or four times at most. It's like the most direct. Like, if there's any reference to the game, 
that is i mean there's a there's plenty of them but like in terms of like an actual quote-unquote story that's the closest link to it because like in the game i don't know if you guys had played it but um the whole purpose is that both cuphead and bugman owe a deal like they literally owe the devil like some really bad shit so them killing all their all the bosses is just to collect Mm -hmm. the debts that those bosses owe to the devil and then at yeah. the end, you could choose whether you, like, team with them or not. Shaq is full of shit. The game is about breaking your goddamn controller against the fucking wall. <laughs> I mean, that too. They're like bounty hunters, uh, like like forced, forced bounty hunters in the, in the game where it's like, oh, you fucked up, so you owe me my soul, your souls. And like, but what if we, like, murdered a bunch of people for you? And he's like, that seems like a good idea. Shit. And so... <laughs> They go, they yeah, oh, yeah. So they go, and they that every boss is those things. But what's interesting, like I I mentioned this before recording, if I had to con- if I had to um, compare this to anything ad- adaptation wise, because uh, it would be the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, because in that show, like it has the the same general thing where it's like the Mario Brothers, the princess Bowser's there, but like boss characters are just random ass characters in the, in the episodes, the same way they are here. Where like they have the bo- yeah. the the twin frogs. Yeah, the boxing frogs. Instead of yeah. wearing like just a normal boxing outfit, they're wearing suits, and they they're instead of like them just you know going there to beat them up or something. They have a they have an establishment that they have called the fly trap. That's a lot of fun of just them being like, come on in, and then them getting into fights with each other every twenty seconds. And I'm like, this is a lot of fun. Let's uh, <laughs> let me address something for a certain member of the fan base. I am sorry, gentlemen. I have to announce uh, the mermaid is not in the show right now. <laughs> no, well, she is. She's, they're she's, in the intro. She's in the intro credits. She's in the, that's not what they want, Justin. <laughs> they want an NFT. Saying, sorry for all you horny fucks out there. <laughs> You're just gonna have to pause it in the intro. Well, <laughs> There's a lot of things like that where there are a bunch of references, but to be fair, this this show also has two more seasons in development, so I'm sure they'll get to some of the other stuff later. You know, is this as expensive as Green Eggs and Ham? It's apparently a really expensive show. It's one of their most expensive animated shows. Yeah, I have to assume because I will say that is like the biggest praise for this whole thing is that the animation style throughout this is you know god tier. It's like on the level of Green Eggs and Ham in terms of how fluid and expressive and dynamic all the movements and the kick designs are because every character had a distinct look and a distinct style that they move and walk around there's great color use there's great fluidity and it's all done in computers but done with extra an extra layer of slides and and frames to make it look like hand-drawn animation i mean that's probably the most important thing that they had to get right considering that's the main appeal of cuphead to begin with like from the games is when you look at the game, you look at how fluid and smooth the mo- the animation is. So if they were to do like standard flash animation, like you see in a lot of cartoon shows nowadays, they would have failed. But this is incredible, like the stuff that they do with it. Like it's yeah, like you said, it's highly expressive, it's highly animated. Like they managed to make a, a very good homage, like the '30s style animation. Well, what's amazing about yeah. not only just doing homage things, they're doing so many things that they did back then. They're using like realistic backgrounds that aren't animated backgrounds like for instance the graveyard one it's it's a model of a graveyard that they're walking in because if you watch a lot of old school fleischer cartoons like popeye for instance there are there are instances where he walks into an area where it's just a picture of a background yeah they even do the walk cycle animation exactly Mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous and the it's got this filter over it that like that tries to make it look older 
that has like the, like film, the film grains, yeah. like the little spark, spark, what are they called? You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just a little, mm-hmm. almost like a, a break in the thing. Yeah, the scratches. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. Like the entire time I was just in awe of the animation. I was just like, this writing is very, not the best, but like I'm having a lot of fun with this. Yeah. No, and that's to say like, uh, there is some things where I will praise the show for its style, its tone, and even generally trying to capture the spirit of old style cartoons is admirable. I don't think it's flawless, and I think one of the biggest problems is the way they characterize the main characters. Because obviously, you know, in the games, they don't have any personalities. They're just avatars that you play. So, in here, they gave them full voiceover and full background, you know, characterization. And I'm a little mixed on how I feel about the voice acting for them, because they're obviously going for very, like, Hey, buddy! Hey, we're going to go for a swell time! Kind of thing like that. But they're also doing that modern thing where a lot of it is yelling and screaming and loud gestures and expressions with their voices kind of thing and i'm a little mm, uh, on their performance you got your spongebob on my bugs bunny it's it does kind of feel that way (laughs) i actually really do agree with that the first time i ever saw a trailer for it and they started talking i'm like what is going on like i'm just like i was very weirded out by their voices it's not because i it's not because i had a voice in my head of what they would be it's just that the second they spoke i was like I don't know if this is the voices I would have gone with. Is, this is a very simple thing. fix. You have to listen to the original Japanese dub. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch it with subtitles. <laughs> that version has the mermaid and it's got full frontal nudity in it, and no one wants to talk about it. The characterization of the characters, because yeah, there's there isn't really much characterization of them in the game, because a lot of times either A, they're just the boss, or B, like you said, they're you're the they're the avatar. Like I think the, some of the ones that have the most personality in the games are like the shopkeeper because the shopkeeper talks. The what is the dice guy's name? I forgot his name. Either. King Dice. King Dice. Like he has some personality because he's he's got a little he's more like, to his, it because his whole thing is being flashy. Just like even in the game, like that boss fight is very flashy and he's very showboaty. If that's the, if that's the better. Term. And Wayne Brady's was a great choice for him, by the way. That he was my favorite. Like carry over like. Translating him to the to the show here, I think Wayne Brady nailed it, like right out of the park in the show. Yeah, right away. And the the thing about the show, like, because I don't think it's flawless either, is that some of the writing just doesn't work for me. Like, it's it's just like it wants to be really goofy in some of its humor, but it doesn't always work for me. Like, there's oh. plenty of times I just chuckled at an episode instead of laughed out loud the way I would in one of those old Looney Tunes, or even some of the newer Looney Tunes. There's some that I really like, whereas these, I'm like, I like this overall, but I don't find myself being like this is amazing i love this specific joke and this specific joke my favorite joke was in the king dice episode which is just but it's 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 a series of the gags of the fact that cuphead can't win at the super easy game (laughs) 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 that it was the funniest joke in the entire show to me but but that's like what halfway through the show yeah thing yeah that's like episode six or seven i want to say like for me it's just like that and then like the like i like the brothers them constantly fighting i thought that was really funny every time they did it but yeah for the most part i just found myself going like yeah the animation's great but just there's so many of these episodes where like i'm not even just like smiling i'm just like blankly watching if that makes sense no i'm not feeling any like the the second episode the baby episode that one is like it's a plot we've seen before done in like a million cartoons but like this one just felt like it didn't really have anything beyond like okay the baby's destructive nothing else it didn't escalate or get funny or anything it was just like that and that's something i felt throughout a lot of the cartoons if anything the i think the episodes that were the strongest were the ones that had to do with the devil trying to get cuphead oh yeah 
because the sweater there's four, one. There's four great episodes. Yeah, <laughs> he's not wrong. Essentially, though. yes. There's four great episodes, and everything else is just like okay. It never got bad, but it was just like uh, this is oh, just mediocre at worst. Yeah, I'm kind of confused why they changed the plot so much from the premise of the game. Because I mean, I get it. You can't translate the story directly, but you'd feel like there'd be more propensity and more focus to the story because it feels like when they're not focused on that whole devil plot line like you said they're just parodying or aping classic story structures from old cartoons and while that's not a bad idea and they do it pretty faithfully it's also like well i've seen this before and you guys didn't really do anything different it's because there's very little plot in the actual game like the game itself is really just a boss rush like, yeah. all the characterization or whatever, like, the gameplay is, like, 95% just boss fights. There's yeah. a couple, like, run and gun stages, but there's no actual, like, major... Like, it's not a story, it's a premise. And Yeah, which they had to add the run and gun sequences because they were so little. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> guys, and... just, guys, we're just, we're just, we're dancing around what this really is. This is, this is what happens when you give animators a lot of money. I know, yeah. he's right. I was gonna <laughs> say, I look great. I was going to say what it was is that it's it was very much an excuse for a lot of these animators to be like, I want to make Looney Tunes cartoons, but they're not hiring me at Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't make the Looney Tunes shorts because they're already making those on HBO, so they're doing it here. Exactly. They're like, ah, Cuphead will work for me. But they did a great job. It's not like they it's not like they all suck or something. It's like they're doing a really good job, but they're not breaking any new ground with some of their gags. Like, the baby episode's a perfect example of them not breaking any new ground because every gag that happens in that episode is... a every cartoon that involves something like that ever would it be better if each episode was five minute shorts some of it might might have actually like i think the baby premise would have worked better in a five minute short yeah then like if they had a series of shorts within the the 10 15 minutes kind of thing i think that would have worked really well mm-hmm. yeah like i feel like the 12 minute in you know 12 to 14 minute range they have is a pretty good length overall but again it's just the yeah, fact 45 that 45 second tiktoks <laughs> it does and that's the thing like i've heard people complain about this not having substance and it's like they don't need substance but they need direction a little bit better you know they just need somewhere like some goal to accomplish because mostly again the premises are just cuphead and mugman do blank yeah that's usually the premise that they write for these episodes and the thing is that they they introduce a character that's not even released in the game yet because it was delayed for so long, which is um, which yeah, is the very last episode, Miss Chalice. Before the mermaid. If anyone's ever played the game, yeah, that was just crazy. Yeah, the character that doesn't even exist yet, technically. <laughs> Whereas, like, there's a uh, Miss Chalice is an NPC ghost thing that's like called Legendary Chalice before this point, who like turns into Miss Chalice, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's like it does. So you have no idea like that. That's a thing because they don't ever mention that NPC at all. So audience members are just going to be like what was that about like the way that part of that scene ends wait is she going to be in the dlc she that's when they were introduced her yeah they introduced her as a miss chalice i remember that i remember it distinctly when they announced uh the delicious last course dlc they're just like and the new character miss chalice and everyone like was losing their mind they're like oh my god it's a it's a new character kind of thing people were really excited and And i thought it i thought it came out because i had because that had been so long ago when they did that (laughs) And then every now and then I'd watch a, a something. And they're like a new announcement, the delicious last course. I'm like, this isn't out yet. No, it and comes so, out in June, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's apparently finally supposed to come out this year, but it was supposed to come out like in 2020 or something, if I remember correctly, because that's how long ago they announced that. Yeah, it was, it was delayed because of COVID stuff. But you know, that's the thing too is that uh, Gray Griffin voices the character, and I think she does a great job playing the character. And they do a great job with the character. 
it just felt weird. It's like, why are we introducing her so late into the season when we had so many episodes of filler right before that? You know, like, it felt like her being involved earlier in the season would have helped a lot with a lot of the stories. It feels like the season was supposed to be longer because to tell people it ends with a to be continued at the end. Abruptly. Like, abruptly. <laughs> like, it feels like the episode wasn't even over yet. And it's like, oh, and it's done. <laughs> okay. Like, exactly. So I feel like it was supposed to be like a, the idea that they were probably going to keep making some, but they did but Netflix has, has this thing nowadays where they're just like cut off right here, and then it's either part one or season t- or season two or whatever. You're not spending one more penny on the show, goddammit. Like Inside Job, I remember when they announced Inside Job. Originally, it was like all of the episodes like at once, and then and then the, and then all of a sudden it was like part one and part two or whatever, season one or two. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? Like this was like they they seem to like they're trying to make things last a little bit longer that way, but I don't know if it's because of Cuphead was. Yeah finished being done yet or if that was just the case that they were doing because they they really really like doing that lately yeah they're already renewed for two more seasons because they have a 36 episode order but it's gonna be interesting to see how the audiences react to this this show should be made for the fans and obviously that's who they want to cater to and yet it's got not a whole lot of overt fan service for those fans so and i feel like audiences might be a little mixed on it because right now like when the first day it came out it peaked like fifth in the total, like, top ten for the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure even if they know who the audience is for this I, show. Like, I want to say that they might be aiming it for a younger audience, which is fine. Oh, they are. Um, they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... They kind of have to just to make it more accessible, considering how inaccessible the actual game is. That game is so <laughs> difficult, guys. Now, now, with the way the show goes, is it possible that later seasons maybe are being set up for stuff that happens in the game? Maybe hunting these souls? I thought you were going to say the mermaid again. <laughs> that would be the better choice if they did that. I think, yeah, I would like, I actually would like to see, like, them add some of the action-y things Wait, in it. The devil got chummy with one of them. Yeah, that yeah. was, I actually really like the devil character a lot in this. Dude, the devil's great. If there's, if there's the yeah. most so consistently great character, it's probably him. Luke Millington Drake voices him, too. I, I believe he's a YouTube star who's been kind of getting more into voice acting, and he's really, really funny. I so funny. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, most of the voice cast is pretty good in here. You know, again, we said Wayne Brady totally nails it as King Dice. Gary Anthony Williams shows up for an episode, and I thought he was great. And a bunch of other people that we may or may not recognize from other shows, you know, kind of thing like that. Even the dude who's one of the writers and animators for this, Cosmo Sergison, who plays Pork Rind. I'm like, okay, he nails the Pork Rind voice pretty well, the way they did it. Honestly, I feel like the weakest two are the two main guys, but that's just partly because of how they're written and how they're directed to perform the voices, I would say. Yeah, I think I actually agree with that. I don't want to go back to it, guys. No, I'm tired of our characters that are supposed to be cartoony having these, getting getting regular actors cast for them, and they just use their regular fucking voice, like in DuckTales or Chip and Dale. No, I want I, these 1930s-style voice acting. Oh, sure. I, I just felt like they, they were leaning more towards grading than actually being interesting sometimes, you know, because it's always, hey, guys, we're going to go on a big adventure. One! I double down! <laughs> it's like they're from Jersey. <laughs> I think the issue is that they're the only ones really, truly doing that the most out of everybody. True. And so when they end up talking to somebody else, it's like, it doesn't work nearly as well. Although some some people go, like, super hard on it. Like, Miss Chalice goes super hard on it. The devil oh, kind of does. Whole, Hello, boys! Kind of thing, the whole time. Yeah. But then they'll talk it's to, like, some other person, and they'll just talk like a normal person, and then they're just like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So we should probably wind down on the final thoughts, more or less, because, I mean, again, there is good stuff in this show. I mean, I even really like the music a lot, which is done by Ego Plum, who is one of the composers from SpongeBob, or at least the more recent SpongeBob season. Oh, okay. So, 
The music is fantastic. Oh yeah, music's great. The art's great. The and generally, I like the fact that it's like twelve to fifteen minute episodes a piece. It just feels like again they're kind of aiming a little low this season. It feels like they could aspire to, if not give it substance. Because I don't. Again, I don't agree with the complaint. People say that there's no substance. There's no story or through line. It's like it doesn't need like to have a message every time. It just needs better directing to a point. Because right now, again, it's just a bunch of aimless short stories that occasionally have something to do with each other and then it's like okay most of the time it's just this happened and then this happened and again if they're thinking they're trying to ape the old styles of cartoons and that's great except those cartoons are classics and this one is just imitating a lot of the basic plot structures of them so i would say again for the next two seasons just maybe make it a little more like the game i would argue make it a little bit more plot focused or at least they're not plot focused just let them fight. You know, that's the thing. Again, like, they do the, you know, fighting each other brotherly thing. But there's no finger guns, no lasers, no boss battle kind of things like that. It's just, even when they encounter the boss battles from the first game, uh, you know, from the game, they're not really even interacting with them very much. Like, the frog guys, honestly, the story could have not involved them at all. <laughs> you know? You, you, well, you pretty much, even, yeah. Yeah. They would have they would have wrecked their own problems without Cuphead and Mugman being involved. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I enjoyed this. It was over before I knew it. It's like, like what? It literally takes an hour and a half to finish all these episodes. Yeah, it doesn't take long. No, but I just kind of hope the next season's better. It, it's got a lot of promise. It's got a lot of great elements to it. It just needs, it needs to be more Cuphead, I would argue. That's a weird thing. For something called the Cuphead show, it needs to be more like the game Cuphead. So I am going to give this... 7.5 out of 10 Three Stooges style vegetables. <laughs> that is a higher rating than I thought you would give it, genuinely. Same, actually, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, again, the things that are great are great. It's just, I, I was never bored, bored, but I was also like Mike, where I just kind of went, huh, at most, for a lot yeah, of episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this show, there's so much potential in it. I thought Cuphead, Cuphead as a property in general was such a surprise. It brought back this idea of old style cartoons, and I'm glad that it's able to do that in this. You know, using a lot of that old school animation, some of those old tricks, as well as the the way that some of the, it, it intros kind of thing, having that like that title card, I thought was really cool. But mm-hmm. by the by the time an episode's done, you're like, I've seen this done a lot better writing wise. Like it's it's gorgeous to look at, but this animation is just or this writing is just is not making me want to go back and watch another one of these. The way I would a, a Looney Tunes or a Tom and Jerry or even any of those old Popeye ones. Like, I laugh a lot more at a lot of those than this. Um, it sucks that they're, that the overarching plot is so little in the show because it seems it works, I think, the best when it has focus, like you were saying, Justin. Um, but, the you know, the, the voice acting is good for the most part outside of it kind of being a little odd here and there for me but you know I, I got past that pretty quickly it does need more interactions with the bosses in a ways that are more i want to say antagonistic is the best way i can put it like 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 a like the way a bugs bunny thing would be where it's like this means war kind of thing i would like more of that kind of idea instead of them just like being kind of pushovery against these things like i like the idea of them because the, the frog thing like you said like they don't really do anything but run in that entire one and even the way yeah. the vegetable thing plays out isn't really all that interesting either I want these boss things to feel more like something that they have actually overcome instead of just something that happens. And I think that's really my main issue with it. I want more of this, only to see it get better. 
but I'm not really holding my breath <laughs> for it to be that much better, to be honest. Uh, I would have to give it 6.5 out of 10 invisible sweaters. <laughs> I was going to say, too, uh, one person's voice I found kind of grating as well was Elder Kettle's voice by Joe Hanna. He was fine. I, I mean, he was fine, but it, it, there's only so much you can do with a, Hi, boys! I'm an old man! I feel like I've heard that voice before. Uh, but, but Mr. Krabs gets away with it for 20 years. I mean, Clancy Brown. You like you can't top Clancy Brown though. You also just don't fuck with Clancy Brown. That dude will murder you. I loved like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I love the animation. Like everything on a technical level, this thing is just amazing. Just the way like I want more cartoons now. Like I know it's costly and time consuming, but like I need more shows that look like this. Like that that animate like this. That go this smoothly and fluidly. Like and like you guys said, I think the main problem here is the writing. The writing needs to be stronger because it's very hit or miss. And I don't have an issue with the voice acting either. Like like Cuphead, Cuphead and Mugman, like their voice actors, they're not bad. They're I think they're solid. It's just there's it, it literally just depends on the writing. And even the whole like trying to adapt more of the game, there's really not much of the game to adapt. I think if they're gonna even make the fact that they even made this a show and just incorporated those other characters in the way that they did, I think that was just the best way that they can go about it. So, like, I don't have an issue with that. It's just the jokes need to be stronger. If that's The, the jokes yeah. and the premises need to be stronger. So, by that token, I'll give this... I'll give this six and a half... <laughs> six and a half broken handles out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to end up like Bull Boy, Shaq? Don't want to be Bull Boy. <laughs> I don't want to be like fucking Bull Boy. <laughs> I kept laughing, and he's just like, I think it looks fine. And they're, they're borderline like, fuck he's you, like, bull boy. Fuck you, bull boy. <laughs> that was one of the funnier bits of the whole show. I was like, what did I do? He's like, fuck you, bull boy. Well, guys, what can I say? This is this is classic television. This is classic Coke. And all I can say about that is, I'm a Pepsi person. I really like this. <laughs> I like this. I like this so much. I don't love it. And that's my fault. I... I I'm asking Cuphead to forgive me. I know Cuphead's better <laughs> than me. I just don't appreciate it enough. I'm looking at like probably hours of like animation that took to make. Probably some kid's childhood has been lost to the show because his dad was working. His mom and dad are working on this for far too long. <laughs> so so in, so in, in, in the thought of that, I, I'm not gonna rag on the show too much story wise. I I will just concentrate on the fact that it is beautifully animated. Uh, I didn't mind the voice acting as much as uh, uh, Mike and Justin did. And, well, it's just a fun thing to watch with the family. What, what else is there to say? It's it's TVY? I'm pretty sure. It, like, it, it definitely is. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine being Y7 even. There's not really any action. In the I'm show. just saying, of the terrible cartoons I have to put up with, this isn't terrible at all. This is this is I don't have to watch Miraculous Ladybug. So... So yeah, I'm gonna give this a solid seven out of ten. What is it? fuck? I forgot what they say when they die in the game. When you revive them in the game. Thank you. Or something like yeah. that. Something like that. Yeah. Seven yeah. out of ten game overs. <laughs> I don't have much attachment to this series. Uh, to be honest, I don't have attachment to the game. I played two levels of that game and I said, "Fuck this." It's so hard. <laughs> it's so fucking oh, hard. That game. That was the game. Like that was my bloodborne. I'm like, I am not gonna let this game beat me. 
I am not going to be his punk. I'm going to destroy this game. I got past the first four bosses, and then I got to the second area, and I fought the house, and I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. I will say, this game, th this show is PTSD intriguing, I mean, uh, triggering for people, because when I saw that dragon, and I remember how hard that dragon fight was in Cuphead, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to kill that thing. <laughs> Yeah, this that that game. I love. I love. Can't watch that about breaking the controller. The fact it came out, but like I remember the day it came out, and people were like, "Oh my god, I can't wait!" And then they're like, "This game is super fucking hard," <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like no one expected it to be that hard. And like I was like, "Oh my god!" And it was an Xbox exclusive, which not a lot of people got to play it when I, it first I'm, came I'm out. I'm gonna guess none of us beat it. Oh, uh, hell no. Listen, no, if anybody so in here said they beat it, I'm gonna call you a fucking liar. I beat it. I beat it. I don't it. believe you, Justin. No one believes you. I will show you my achievements. I will show you that I worked hours. You should have screenshot them when you did it. That Now there's no proof. I will. I will get it. I will get that screenshot. Well, there's also the... They made a simple mode, too. So I think there's a mode But you can't finish easier. the game. Well, yeah. How <laughs> yeah. else did Justin win? <laughs> 